1: Hello friends, this is Josie from Speaking in Church, the podcast you are currently listening to, and I wanted to tell you a little bit about my favorite current thing right now, which is Anchor. Woo! Anchor is a free podcasting platform. Um, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. This dummy, yours truly, set it up real quick. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, which, hello, talk about easy. You don't have to be some professional computer person, which is dope. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and literally wherever else you want to put it. Uh, You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, which, you know, some of us are just not going to get a million People listening, which is fine. Um, It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you want to make your own podcast about literally anything like the two of us, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Speaking in Church podcast. I'm Josie. And I'm Spencer. And
0: today is November 3rd, 2020. Uh, That's when we're filming it. And if you were unaware, that is election day here in the United States.
1: Very heavy day. And uh, we decided that we're going to do an episode that's a little bit more mm, reverential, somber, low-key. Basically, it means that I'm not going to be um, as vibrant today.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think, um, I know, I mean, I can speak for myself and also Josie of just, it's a heavy day. Um, and I think a lot of people can agree, honestly, regardless of what side you want, I'm sure. I mean, obviously it's, it's no secret that Josie and I did not vote for Donald Trump today. (laughs) Um, but I know for a fact that people that did vote for him, I'm sure they're feeling the same sort of stress and, um this is episode is just going to be a lot more of just reflecting as a community of where we stand as especially of people of faith and what does it mean to really proclaim the faith that we say we do and to look at the life of Jesus in light of these events and so that's really just what we want to do here
1: yeah so um i'm going to start off with a little a little word not so much a prayer but just a you know setting the mood i think not a benediction because we're not leaving just yet but something (laughs) of a similar vein um and i didn't write this down so bear with me um friends i hope that you have entered into this season into this day with a heavy heart i hope that you allowed your heart to be softened i hope that when you cast your vote you thought about all the people that would be affected um I hope that you thought about your vote outside of the context of the community you hold and entered into communities all across the nation. I hope and I pray that you cast your ballot and that you feel peace about it, whatever way you voted. Um, yeah, I pray that even in this period of divisiveness, whether you believe that it is good or bad, that you find some rest, that you find some peace, and that you reflect on the consequences of your actions—not saying that any are bad or any are good—but you know every everything you do has a reaction, has a consequence. Um, and I hope you were aware of that when you cast your vote. So let's, yeah, let's enter into this podcast time with a little word from Spencer.
0: Yeah, so I um, I just thought it'd be kind of, kind of a good place to start it is in the book of Matthew. Um, we're going to read from the Beatitudes because it just seems, it just seems fitting. Um, so if you'd like to follow along, I am reading from the NRSV. Um, this is Matthew 5, uh, starting at verse 1. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people rival you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil things against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets you who were before you. I think uh, the one that I've just really been like sitting on in this time of uncertainty, because I don't know, I don't know if y'all feel it, but I went to Costco yesterday and you'd think people were prepping for a hurricane or some sort of natural disaster because a lot of people are just scared that there will be violence regardless of which side, not even side it's because it shouldn't be sides, but regardless of who wins there, people are afraid there's going to be violence or some sort of outcry which um to some extent is just but I think to some extent is also a little bit just like wild to think about um so for me what has been really just nestling in my heart is blessed are the peacekeepers for they will be called children of God because I think um I know that they've they've asked people on both sides to promote peace and I I know people have said they will, but again, there's just actions speak louder than words. And so that's what, I, that's what I'm just holding on to, regardless of who you voted for, that you would promote peace within your community, within your friends, within your neighborhood, within your family. Um, I think we could all just use peace and not in this cheesy way, but in a real like supernatural of God, we need some peace right now.
1: I agree. And I will also say that um, if you are in a community that feels like you need to go out in the streets and proclaim your your pain that you would do so in ways that um, accurately reflect your community, that you know, really get people to look at what you're saying and take it all in. I'm not saying you should or should not destroy property that's not my business i i don't know what community you might be in at this point in your life but um i think inner peace is what spencer was getting at just you know have peace with your decisions and so on and so forth um and i think during this time i'm going to i mean it's no secret that i am very liberal i'm The daughter of immigrants i am the sister of immigrants i am a cousin of immigrants i come from an immigrant community and i wanted to take a second to reflect on that during this period of time because uh, it is contentious we do live in a society that does that does not value our lives at this point in time under this administration and my father who did cross that border has always told me uh these kind words that I hold on to over and over again in my life. He said, "Josie, you know, they've never wanted us here, but we're still here." Um and that may sound super simplistic, but I think it speaks to the fight that we as immigrants have to continue to fight. Um and just by being here, we deserve to be here. We deserve space, we deserve a better life. Um so I wanted to read Leviticus 19, verse 9, and it says, When you reap the harvest of your land, you shall not reap to the very edges of your field or gather the gleanings of your harvest. You shall not strip your vineyard bare or gather the falling grapes of your vineyard. You shall leave them for the poor and the alien. I am the Lord your God. Which is to say, there is enough room in America for us all. <laughs> um there's not that many people wanting to come here. They're going to fill up the land that lays empty. They're not going to take your jobs. Uh, we are only coming here for better life, um, for more opportunity. And at the end of the day, we're all immigrants on stolen land. Um, and I just wanted to speak a word on that as somebody who is deeply affected by, you know, the political outcomes of that. It's a, uh, it's heavy to know that you have your family that are living in fear, and I know that fear very well. I grew up with the fear of deportation my whole life until my parents got their papers, and I don't wish that on anyone, a Democrat or Republican. I hope that our government will have mercy the way Jesus has mercy. Um, yeah. Spence, you got something?
0: Yeah, I think that's, um, that's a good transition into, um, I have a quote from, um, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this name right, but it's, a uh, Fulata Moyo, uh, they're a program executive for women in church and society for the World Council of Churches, um, and this is just a quote about humanity sharing in pain, so I'll just read it to you, um, The principle of treating others the same way one would like to be treated is echoed in at least 12 religions of the world. Others transcend gender, race, class, sexual orientation, or caste. Whoever and whatever the other is, she shall be treated with dignity, kindness, love, and respect. In African communitarian spirituality, this is well expressed in the Ubuntu religious and ethical idea of I am because you are and since we are therefore I am a mandate based on the reality of being interconnected and interdependent as creation therefore pain caused to one is pain shared by all um and I think that's beautiful the quote so I read who the quote's from but it's actually an excerpt from the book called a call to action um by Jimmy Carter and the whole book is centered around um Women, religion, violence, and just power—like corruption of power—that has been used against women and children, and just um, other groups all throughout the world. And um, I really loved that quote that I that I read because I think it really sums up the good way of, you know, not to sound super cheesy Christian, but the truth is, if we proclaim we proclaim to be followers of Jesus. We proclaim this gospel, then we are all one regardless, and we need to share in pain together. And I think that's something that we just really need to learn again, need to look at who Jesus was and his disciples and even the apostles after them of sharing in community, not just in potlucks and praises, but in grief and sorrow and, and death and valleys and, um, Again, I think it's just a heavy day for all. Um, We have no idea what the outcome is. When you listen to this tomorrow or even a few days from now, like you don't even know if we'll have an outcome by then. And I think it's important to sit together and mourn and grieve and listen to stories and share in pain. Even if you don't necessarily understand it or it's not something that has ever happened to you personally, that doesn't mean it shouldn't matter to you. Because when we look at the life of Jesus, things that he never experienced, things that he, I mean, obviously, you know, he does know because he's God. But at the same time, like, I think that there's a level of humanity in Jesus of not fully understanding something, but that's like the beauty of it because us as humans will never fully understand, especially, especially just for me personally, if I'm a white, I'm a white woman, there's some things that I will just never understand and that's okay. And I think it's okay for us to sit in that. And I think that's the beauty of it. And yeah, like just.
1: (laughs) Friends, uh, deep breath in, deep breath out. I, in the spirit of what Spencer just said, will share some of my pains around the selection. And I will also be sharing some of my perceived solutions. I'm a big advocate for not bitching about something unless you have some plan about it. Um, So if you want to skip ahead, uh, you do not have to bear the burden of my pain. You can skip ahead uh, if you want to stop the episode too. I understand that. Um, And this will just be brief, um, little anecdotes. So you can skip now okay for those of you who stayed these are my pains and my burdens that i will share with you our community i feel pain because i have friends who are part of the lgbtqia plus community who feel that their marriages are being threatened they fear that in a few months within the next four years if donald trump is elected or even with our current Supreme Court, either way, that their marriage will be deemed invalid and that the United States will go back to existing in a space where love is not recognized. Um, I have pain um, because my family fears for their immigration status. And if it becomes harder than it already is, They may not be able to stay and their lives will be uprooted and their children will have to go live in countries that they don't um, know, don't necessarily speak the language or know the education systems and such and such. And I, my perceived solution, I mean, obviously would be to not (laughs) reelect Donald Trump, but even if he is elected and even if he does win today's election, um, my perceived solutions would be to continue to advocate for these groups of people, to continue to advocate for the LGBTQIA plus community, the immigrant community, the BIPOC community, um, our native brothers and sisters who do not have adequate resources for COVID or for life in general. I pray that we who have incredible privilege would continue to speak up and vote and, you know crowdfund whatever it may be would continue to advocate in ways that are just merciful and sustainable um and those are my burdens so if you left welcome back my burdens are done and i would like to conclude them by reading this passage from matthew it's classic We were taught it as children, and I think some of us forgot the spirit of it, so I will just go ahead and read it. Matthew chapter 25, verse 35. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. whether it is politically whether you vote for feeding the hungry for clothing the naked for the prisoner for the refugee or whether you don't I pray that you as an individual would continue to advocate for people and help people in whatever way you can I know many a conservative who is a compassionate human being and would give somebody the clothes off their back but I pray that we recognize the systems that really oppress people that continue to marginalize people and that we continue to advocate for the destruction of those systems and rebuilding of those systems. Um, It's heavy all it is heavy to live in a country built on racism, to live in a country where not all lives are respected or deemed equal. Um, But unfortunately it is our burden to bear it is our fight it is our nation to fix and you can say fuck the usa you can say fuck donald trump you can say fuck joe biden fuck every politician in the world um but at the end of the day it is ours to fix and it is ours to advocate for um and i pray that you would do so in a spirit of empathy and kindness and that you would take take a second to walk in the shoes of your neighbor and and even of your neighbor that lives in a different state. I mean, I have to try to think of my neighbors who live in rural America, and I don't understand what that's like coming from the city. But I try to think of you and I try to advocate for systems that help you. I try to advocate for my native brothers and sisters. I don't know, siblings, I don't know what it's like to have your land ripped from you, march you across the country um, and plant you somewhere with your whole identity completely destroyed. I don't know what that's like, but I pray that we would just take moments out of our days to think about each other, be kind to one another, but also to really lean into righteous anger, to really be fueled by the spirit of God that says that we will not let injustice stand. Um it's okay to be angry. It's okay to slip up and be a little bit aggressive as I am apt to do. It's okay to hold your anger and flip the tables in the temple of the money counters. It is okay to fight. That is my word. Um,
0: the, uh, the next passage I want to read is out of Matthew 22, um, and it starts at verse 15. this is another passage that I'm sure we've heard a million times, but I kind of just want to shed some light on a different takeaway maybe. Um, so Matthew 22 verse 15, then the Pharisees went and plotted to entrap him in what he said. So they sent their disciples to him, along with the Herodians, saying, Teacher, we know that you are sincere and teach the way of God in accordance with truth and show deference to no one, for you do not regard people with particularity. Tell us then what you think. Is it lawful to pay taxes to the emperor or not? But Jesus, aware of their malice, said, Why are you putting me to the test, you hypocrites? Show me the coin used for the tax. And they brought him a denarius. And he said to them, whose head is this and whose title? They answered the emperor's. Then he said to them, give therefore to the emperor, the things that are the emperor's and to God, the things that are God's. When they heard this, they were amazed and they left him and went away. Obviously, you know, people talk about the whole passage about taxation in particular and We we hear a lot of passages about give to Caesar, what is Caesar's, give to God, what is God's. And I think people use that a lot in terms of money, tithing, taxes about, you know, the first fruits go to God, the 10% tithing, whatever you want to say. And, you know, it's okay to pay taxes. But I think something that is missed is when Jesus asks, whose image does that bear? And they say, well, the emperor's, or depending on your translation, they'll say, well, Caesar's think about us, our humanity and the image we bear, the Imago Dei. We bear the image of God. We don't bear the image of Caesar or an empire or the American government. We don't bear that image because those are man-made things. And of course, like God has a hand in those certain things, but that's not the end all be all. Whoever our president, the emperor, any of that that doesn't impact the reflection we have. We bear the image of Christ, and the way we live our lives should reflect that. It shouldn't reflect that we follow a certain president. It shouldn't reflect that we follow Joe Biden or Donald Trump or Barack Obama or even Jimmy Carter, my OG. Like, mm-hmm. I want people to know that I follow Christ more than I follow any of these other things. And, um, I think just thinking about that of, again, these are man-made things and I've said it before on the podcast, but there's a difference between being an American who happens to be a Christian or a Christian who happens to be an American or swap out what you will, a Christ follower, a proclaimer of Jesus. Like I want to be marked by that before I'm marked by a political party, um, before I'm marked by heck, before I'm marked by the kind of music I listen to, before I'm marked by the kind of food I like to cook, like all of that stuff. Like I, I want to be marked by the, the gospel and the, the person I follow and the humanity that he taught us, the image of God, that Imago Day. And so again, like we're sitting in this tension of God called us to participate in the world and not because of a government, not because of what a government says we have to do, but because of what he said we have to do. And like Josie has pointed out, like he said over and over again, to help the least of these, to feed the hungry, to clothe the naked, to be a refuge for the immigrant. Like, guys, we follow a God that was a, a refugee from an oppressive power. Like, I don't, I don't ugh it's just the gospel is rooted in so many things of Jesus's parents were scared so they fled to Egypt from an oppressive government a uh, Middle Eastern baby boy afraid of death because an oppressive government uh, coming from a place where you know it says in the Bible of what good can come out of Nazareth like Nazareth was a place of nothing put put in your head of a place that within your state, maybe even within your community at street and neighborhood where you think nothing good can come out of, because that's where, that's where Jesus lives. That's where he lives. If you want to contextualize into the modern day United States, Jesus lives in those neighborhoods. He lives in that part of your city. He lives in that part of your state. Maybe there's a whole part of the country where you think nothing good could come out of it. He lives there and he is among them. And if we don't see that God, guys, I think we're missing the point then. Um, And I don't want to get super emotional, but that's just something that has just deeply been on my heart. Um, I shared it. If you follow me on Instagram, I shared it the other day when I went to vote. I voted early, but I did vote in person. Um, To be honest, I voted in person out of fear of uh, the mail system failing us. I've had a lot of things sent to friends or sent to me that have just taken way too long. I ordered a package almost a month ago, nowhere to be found. Um, there's also, um, a few cities north of us. People were throwing, um, basically starting fires and ballot boxes. So out of fear, I voted in person and I shared on that day, like my heart was just so heavy because I'm voting for people that yes, I know personally and I love and I respect, but I'm also voting for people that I've never even met because Jesus told us that we should care about them. And again, that's just been so heavy on my heart. And I, uh, I hope you can hear it. I hope you can see past political ideas and really get back to the heart of, of what I voted for and why. Because truth be told, I didn't vote for just a person. Joe Biden wasn't my first choice. I people know that. But at the end of the day, I voted for somebody that has compassion and empathy. And I think I think that's something to consider,
1: so. Friends, remember that pilot was merciful until it became risky. Um, that's a C.S. Lewis quote from Screwtape Letters. You should read that book. It's great. Uh, <laughs> but think about that. Pilot was merciful until it became risky, until the pressure until the powers that be said we want his head. Um, but what could have happened if um, you know people were advocates which is not to say that we should rewrite all of the Jesus story you know (laughs) of the resurrection but take the risks be merciful even when it's risky be kind even when it's risky love even when it's dangerous Um, because above all else the Lord has called us to love. God has called us to love. And he says that they would recognize you on your love. If people are out here outraged because even the evangelical church is advocating against them, if they do not see your love, then what is the point? What is the point of Christianity of a religion that is supposed to be about love if there is no love being shown. What is the point? Friends, I hope that you would love in this season. I hope that you would advocate in this season. I hope that you would take the risks to love in this season. And no matter what happens tomorrow, no matter who wins, I pray that you would continue to love. Even if it's a little spicy, even if it's a little aggressive, I hope that you would love. Lord knows, I'm aggressive and spicy. <laughs> um,
0: I just want to take a minute in and just pray for everybody. If you've made it this far, um, I just like to pray. So, um, God of the universe, can we lean into that? God of the universe, God over the world. God over the cosmos. You are not just the God of the United States. You are not just the God of the state of California. You are not just the God of the city of Santa Ana where I live. You're not just the God of Orange County. You're the God of the universe. The son of refugees. The son of an unwed mother at the time. The son of people that came from nothing. God, I pray that we would live like you, that we would live a life that reflects you, a life that uplifted women caught in adultery, that uplifted the tax collector that so many claimed as enemy, that you would uplift, that you would uplift us so that we can see the humanity in everyone and Republican and Democrat, liberal, conservative, gay, straight, trans, black, white, whoever you want to claim it to be, I pray that you would give us the courage to proclaim your story as Mary Magdalene, the woman at the tomb who saw a woman who had no credibility in her society, yet you chose her to proclaim the greatest news in history. I pray that you would give us strength and hope regardless of the outcome and that you would remind us that we are active participants in the kingdom come that is of your glory, not of American patriotism, not of not of our own pride or our own glory, but of your kingdom, Lord. I pray that you give us peace and love. And once again, I pray that you give us to see the humanity and all it's in your
1: son's name I pray amen friends go with God go find love go get woke go stay woke we love love you
0: Jesus loves you
1: (laughs) we will make it through like my daddy says we will be here we will stay here fight the good fight Keep the true faith. Go with God. Bye, friends. Until next time. Bye.